0: Friend, it's finally here. The Redeemed Midlife CEO. This is the system and support that you need as a busy Christian woman entrepreneur who's committed to building your God given life and business as a wise steward to ultimately build his kingdom. Imagine no longer staying on the busyness merry go round that keeps you feeling like you're just going in circles with results that are a little topsy turvy, but instead, being firmly planted in God's truth about who you are and what you're called to in your life and business. And with practical time management tools in hand, you can start experiencing the fruitfulness you long for, all the while working less hours so you can be more present in your life. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You just need someone to show you how. And to make it even easier to not put off your business or life till after the holidays, And start redeeming your time right now through December 14th. I am offering $1,000. Yes, you heard that right. $1,000 off the redeemed midlife CEO, which will take you on a 12 month journey. Yes, an entire year. So you can truly shift everything in both your heart and calendar when it comes to how you're spending your time. Why 12 months? Because it takes time to really do the inner work and implement new habits and systems in a way that doesn't fade away like all the other programs, planners, or I'll start January 1st plans that you've tried in the past. The redeemed midlife CEO will help you to go from busyness to fruitfulness with less stress and time wasted and more peace and presence to who and what matters most. But warning, it isn't a course. It's something completely different. This faith centered group gives you access to my customizable system through self-paced modules, plus substantial ongoing support you won't find anywhere else, including significant one-on-one personal access to me. And all of it is inside of a community consisting of committed like-minded Christian women entrepreneurs, just like you. It's truly the best of all worlds with individual and group and one-on-one access. This, my friend, is how everything will transform about your time in both your life and business in 2024, or help you take things to that next level. It's how you can transform how you view and use your time as a gift from him, as a kingdom-focused CEO, so you can take back control of your thoughts, your calendar, your to-do list, or better yet, ditch those never-ending lists of should-dos in both your life and business, because you know exactly where to focus and when. The Redeemed Midlife CEO will lead you through my simple four-step process to realign your life, redeem your time, redesign your business, and refocus your growth. And it's not just about learning, it's about doing with consistency to eliminate the knowing doing gap and the stop-start cycle you've been experiencing on your own, that way, you can show up to your business fully present and guilt-free and show up to your life fully present and distraction-free. Girl, this is where things really change. So what are you waiting for? CEOs, aka Christ-empowered operators, don't wait until January 1st. And they don't wait until tomorrow either. Because when you join us by December 14th, you get access to these incredible bonuses. 52 Biblical Midlife and Business Belief Mindset Prompts a midlife personal growth book study and reflection discussions, a jumpstart your with God business vision and planning guide, plus weekly co-working and accountability coaching sessions. And if that isn't enough, you also get an exclusive invitation to join me for a live with God business vision workshop before the holidays to get what he's put on your heart onto paper and start creating your with God plans for the next year. So that way, You can fully unplug to just be with family and friends and you'll be ready to roll when the new year comes around sound like something you need i thought so that's why i created it especially for women like you so before we hop into today's workshop conversation i want to invite you to take a minute right now before you get distracted by anything else to learn more and submit your application right away so we can see if we're a good fit to work together Just head to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching or click the link in the show notes. And if we are a good fit, I'll invite you to join this exclusive coaching program along with a special code to get $1,000 off before the introductory pricing expires on December 14th. Feel free to push pause now and click the link in the show notes. I'll wait for you. And then we'll dive into today's workshop. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list? It's a disordered heart, and a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business, from launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here. You'll learn how to build a with God life and business, and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years. And I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm gonna show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to day two of the CEOs. Don't wait till January 1st workshop series. I am so glad that you're either here today for the first time. Um, and you can always go back and listen to what we covered on day one. We'll cover a little bit of that in just a minute or that you're back, right? That you said, okay, I'm coming back because I even made this disclaimer yesterday that I shared with you, like the number one secret, Right. You feel like you don't have enough time. You don't feel like there's enough of you. You don't feel like, you know, whatever fill in the blank. Guess what? You could have all kinds of strategies, all kinds of tools, all kinds of tips, checklists, whatever things. But what's going to make the difference is what you are believing. So get ready today because we are going to do more on that and start taking things to the next level. And you are going to experience shifts in both your heart and your calendar. So first. Do you have your workbook? Yes, I still have my coffee stained one because the Lord and I were meeting together yesterday and I spilled it. So this is my reminder that, yeah, this is bathed in prayer and what it is that he's doing. You can head to redeemhertime.com forward slash CEO dash workbook. Okay, so uh, redeemhertime.com forward slash CEO dash workbook. You will want your workbook today. Because the exercise that we are going to go through, it's literally a visual exercise. And so, yes, you could do it on paper, but I've already made it so pretty for you. So I'm going to actually turn my workbook to day two so that I am ready for that. And I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to get your favorite beverage. I'm drinking, again, tea out of my Central Asian teacup as that reminder of this bigger vision that God has given me. And I'm looking forward to sharing more about that on Friday when we do our open house at 12 p.m. Central. So what are you drinking today? Hopefully it's something healthy and yummy. Maybe it's cold where you are and it's something warm. Um, So make sure you have that and make sure that you've got things like notifications off. My dogs are outside. Um, you know, I've turned off my ringer. I've, I've prepared things so that I won't be interrupted as much as possible, right? But things sometimes happen, right? The hubby walks in the room. The dog starts barking. UPS shows up at the door. Like I get it. So if that happens, no worries, right? You are here. And I just want to say I was so blessed yesterday. In fact, I re-listened on the podcast. So if you didn't know, the recordings are also going up on the podcast. So you can listen on the go. Uh, I listened again last night while I was making dinner and eating because right now it's just me and my dogs. Um, and I was just like, wow, I was like, God, you showed up, look at what you did. And I received so much great feedback already from those of you who are with us or who watched the replay. Um, so thank you for that. I'm excited because we're not done, right? We've got more coming um, out over the next couple of days. So here's my question for you, though. Have you taken some thoughts captive since yesterday? And have you felt that shift, right? I did my steer belief map this morning in my quiet time with the Lord, right? I could feel that shift around something that I was believing that wasn't based on his truth. And what a difference when you flip it around and now it is sitting on his truth, right? Like that makes all the difference. So our homework on day one was to complete a steer belief map for a thought that you've been believing about being a CEO, okay? So I hope you did that. And I encourage you, because I didn't see a whole lot of them in the community. So I'm hoping more of you did it than not, because that's really what matters. But can I encourage you to take the next step and post it inside the community? Because then not only have you grown through that process and you're feeling that shift, but you're going to get feedback, not only from me, right, to somebody maybe a little further down the road or, you know, still sometimes on the journey, but also feedback from other people which is so inspiring, right? To ourselves and to others. So it is not too late to post homework from day one. It's not too late to ask questions from day one to get the most out of this series. So just head to the community, redeemhertime.com forward slash community, and you can find the day one post and put it on there. So I encourage you to, to do that. And I would love to hear as you're popping on. Uh, if you're able, for those of you who are here live, you can either unmute, or if you just want to quick drop it in the chat, what was a takeaway from yesterday? Like before, you know, we kind of get move on to session two, what was something that really just maybe kind of resonated with you, maybe got you thinking, maybe got you a little uncomfortable, maybe got you going, okay, maybe I need to look at this differently. Does anyone who's on live want to either unmute or drop it in the chat? And I know God's stirring regardless especially for those of you who are listening to the replay. So, tell somebody, right? Ah, thinking about giving up. Hopefully you're not thinking about giving up since yesterday, but maybe that's a thought that you've had and hopefully what we walked through yesterday is a way to help like steer that belief into, you know, in the direction that you're supposed to go, right? If God's saying, don't do your business anymore, that's a whole different thing. But I think you're right, right? When we say, I'm thinking about giving up, that's probably not God-led. That's probably just our flesh that's getting in the way, right? Huge. Anybody else? Oh, I love this. Simplify and eliminate. God has not called us to be scattered. Yes. And so why <laughs> do we really scattered lives and really scattered businesses and, you know, and feel like we're just, this is just the normal. This is just how it is, right? And we just have to, just go with it because this is life and life isn't slowing down. And yet you're right. It's not what God has called us to. So I love that. God's way is the way to follow. Oh yes. Right. Amen. If we can just let him be chairman of the board, what a difference, right? That will make. So let me just go ahead and real quick, before I forget, we are recording. I am going to go in and see, I just lost the thing and see how I can mute everybody just to make sure that that Only unmute when you really want to. Mute all there we go. Okay. All right. So we're welcoming some more people in here. So so glad that you are here. You know, and it's one of those things like every day I hope you walk away with some ahas. In fact, I want you to grab like one nugget each day. Okay. You're going to hear a lot of stuff. And I am not here to overwhelm you. This has been a journey for me. God's been pouring a lot into my spirit, but that doesn't mean you have to do all of this starting today or tomorrow. Okay. So after you listen, whether it's live or whether it's on the replay, I want you to have that business meeting, that CEO meeting with your chairman of the board. If you were here yesterday, you know who that is, right? He is the chairman of the board, right? And I want you to ask him, what's the one thing you really want me to take away? And what's the one thing you want me to do? Okay, because we're not here to just puff up with more knowledge, right? Who needs more information, right? Yeah, I love that Littles are joining us today. We don't need more information. We don't need more knowledge. We need more implementation. Okay. So we have four more days of value and there's a lot to learn. Right. But again, just learning is not going to be what it's all about. It's really going to be implementing. So I have decided because I'm the CEO and I get to do this, that I'm going to offer a bonus Q and a implementation session on Saturday morning. And the reason I'm doing that is a couple fold, number one, I know there are some of you who are, you have a business, but you're also working a job or you're also homeschooling your kids, or you're also caregiving or whatever it is you're doing during the day. And so you maybe can't get on live like you would like to. So this is your opportunity on a Saturday morning to say, I'm just gonna take this chunk of time so that I can, I can, you know, be in the room because there's such value in that. So that, that could be a reason for coming on Saturday at 9am central, or It could be that, you know what, again, as you absorb things and as you process, and maybe even as you start trying, you're going to have some questions that come up, right? You're going to have some, well, what about this, Lissa? Like great in theory, but like now I'm trying to put it into my actual, like, you know, day-to-day living and business, make sure I'm a little stuck, right? So this will be a great place for you to come bring those questions. I'm going to encourage you to bring a question with you on Saturday morning, Okay. And if you can't be there live on Saturday, but you have a question, you have something that you want me to address, please just send it to me either via email or a message. If you have that or through the community or wherever you can get it to me, and I will make sure that we address it and that we answer it. Okay. But in the meantime, we're going to be showing up fully present. We're going to be asking God, what do you have to say to me? How does this apply to me? How do you want me to think like a CEO and wisely steward what you've entrusted me to? entrusted to me, sorry, is what I mean to say, like, right, not just in our business, but also in our life, right? Because I often think of the parable of the talents. I really think it should be called the parable of the servants, because the focus of that story is not the talents, because it didn't matter if the one guy got five and the other guy got two and the other guy got one, right? What mattered was what the servants did with it, right? And we know that God has not called us to bury our talents, whether that's our time, our resources, our skill set, our passions, like those things, right? And yet it's really easy for those things to get buried when we're juggling all the things in life. So that's what I'm gonna be talking about today. And we are—we know that we're called to uh, invest what he's given us. So let's invite him in and thank him for entrusting all this to us. And then we will dive in. So dear father, we just thank you. Thank you that you chose not only to be in a relationship with us, but to entrust these things to us. Uh, to entrust our time to us, our relationships, our business, our skill sets, our our, our um, just even ways of personality and moving in the world, just all of these things you've uniquely given us for a purpose to ultimately bring glory and honor to you. And so we just thank you for that. And God, I just pray that you'll show up again tonight and that we will show up fully as the CEO and we will listen to what it is that you have to say and be wise stewards of what you've given us. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, yesterday I was uh, talking with a current client and she was reflecting on some takeaways from our time working together and she put it all together in one little phrase. And so I want to read you her exact words because I could not have said this better myself. Here's what she said, that what she has gotten out of us working together is, listen to this, a designed life of purpose instead of a default life of chaos. Let me read that again a designed life of purpose instead of a default life of chaos right like wow what a difference we talk a lot about living by design instead of by default we talk a lot about purpose right instead of just chaotic and scattered like we started off with earlier right there i i couldn't have put it in a more succinct way and i just love that she did that and she actually recorded something for me as well so you'll be hearing that um coming up in the next week or so. But here's the thing, even right before I got on this call, I had another application come in for the redeemed midlife CEO. And I am so excited to see that there are women who are stepping out in faith, who are planting that seed, right? And, and saying, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you that you're going to provide the way to make this happen, the time and the resources, and that you are going to show up and that you're going to teach me how you want me to build my business. And so I want to encourage those of you who want a life in business by design rather than by default and want one that's by purpose rather than chaos, that you take that next step, right? And you apply, that's just the next step, just applying to be part of this 12 month experience. That's going to give you that combination of the biblical truth and the practical tools. There are a lot of tools out there, but like I talked about yesterday, if you don't have the biblical truth to go along with them, they're not going to be super effective, right? And we're only going to get so far and we're going to get stuck because we're going to get in our heads and our wrong beliefs and things like that. And this isn't just about our business, but it is right. It's also about our our life. And then you're going to start seeing an abundant fruit in every area. And yes, that includes success in the way of increased impact and income in your business. And that's a good thing, right? That is a sign that you are doing what God has called you to do. So don't run away from, well, it's not about the money, yeah, and maybe it's not about, you know, the, mo- the money or the number, but it, that is a way that we measure the impact we're having. So if that is you, I encourage you to take that step of faith and you can go to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. I'll drop that link here in the chat for those of you who are on live and complete an application. Again, you haven't, you haven't done a full on commitment. You haven't paid anything. You're just letting me know your level of interest. And if it seems like we're a fit, I will send you that code to get a thousand dollars off. I know it's crazy, but it's what God told me to do for the CEOs who don't wait till January 1st. (laughs) So if that's you and that is going to help make it more doable, then now is the time to apply. And here's an idea I had. Okay, here's what you could do. You could tell your hubby or your loved ones that you would rather have an investment in your growth for Christmas, birthday, anniversary, Valentine's Day and Sweetest Day and any other special (laughs) holidays that your hubby doesn't know what to get you anyway and picks up something nice but random, right? Like... What a better, what better gift than a woman whose identity in life and business is rooted in God, right? That has a ripple effect. That's a gift that gives back. And I remember there was a birthday when I decided I wanted to work with a coach and I told my husband, this is what I want for my birthday. And he was like, done. Easiest birthday present ever, (laughs) right? So with Christmas coming up, you got people who are thinking about you. Just I'll throw that out there. So, okay. So yesterday... We talked about that first step, right? Believing that you are a CEO, that God has called you to this business and that you are a CEO, but we defined it differently, right? How did we define it? A Christ empowered operator. And then we said, it's one who operates a God-given business by increasing her faith to minimize her risks, right? Because if we believe that he equips the called, then we're not really taking on a whole lot of risk, right? The world takes on risk by itself, which is why it's easy to quit when the going gets tough, which somebody shared right in the very beginning today, right? The, you know, I just feel like quitting, right? When we don't have a chairman of the board like that, we just have a bunch of gurus or we have a bunch of other people we're comparing ourselves to. It's really easy to quit when the going gets tough, but that's not us, right? But but sometimes we still don't always believe we're a CEO. And then what happens? It has that ripple effect. It affects our feelings, which affects our actions or makes us not take action, which affects our results, right? This is why it's so important. We take those thoughts captive and I know you can't see them when you're thinking them, but you're going to start noticing. I want your radar to be up. Okay. And then you've got that steer belief map, which we're actually going to use in just a minute. And you're going to grab his paper or a notebook or a journal or whatever is nearby. And you're going to, you're going to get that thought out of your head where you can't see it and get it down on paper. And then you're going to turn it around using God's truth. And we'll practice that again in just a minute. But here's what I want to ask first, especially for those of you who are part, either were on live yesterday or you listen to watch the replay. So you're starting to think, okay, yeah, maybe I'm a CEO. Maybe you're not like, yeah, I'm 99%. I'm a CEO, but maybe you're like 51% <laughs> or maybe you're like 63%, right? Like you're believing a little bit more than you were yesterday. What is one word that describes how that makes you feel? Like, yep, I am a Christ-empowered operator. I'd love for you to drop that in the chat if you're live or write it down in your, uh, in your workbook if you're listening to the replay. How does believing that you're a CEO make you feel? What's a word that would describe that? Would love to hear. Not alone on an island. So true. We often feel like that because God is with me. Love it. Empowered. Yeah, very powerful, right? And then we can take action, not just random action, but like intentional action and action that's actually gonna take us somewhere. Yeah, it does. It makes such a difference, right? But it, it's like a muscle. We feel secure. I love that one. It's like our muscle, right? The more you build your muscle, right? The stronger it gets. Same thing happens with our thoughts. The more we build our belief, the more that we are start thinking those true things, right, because our thoughts are on repeat. So here, let me think about this. If your thoughts are on repeat anyway, and they can work either for you or against you, why not turn them in your favor, <laughs> right? Like, why not make the thought thing the thing that you're always battling, but why not like use it to your advantage and be like, okay, what am I gonna think today? God, what do you want me to think today? Maybe maybe you don't wait for the wrong thought to come up. Maybe you just decide, here's the right thought based on God's truth I'm gonna think today. And we're, and then you go with that, right? Like what a difference that would make, okay? But I know so often we feel like we're yeah, Lisa. I'm, I'm juggling a lot of things. It's not just my business. I have all these other things that I have to do, right? And so, what what's a thought that you're believing when you're thinking about all the rules that you have to juggle between life and business? What might be something? If anybody wants to drop something in the chats, otherwise, I've got some ideas. What might be a thought you're thinking when you're like, okay, great, but I got this and this and this and this and this and. What do you start What do you start thinking about all those roles that you're juggling? How about there's not enough of me, right? Feels like there's never enough time or help. Yes, that's what I was thinking, right? Too much to do, not enough time to do it. How overwhelming it all is. Yes, never time left over. I never get around to fill in the blank. There's never time for fill in the blank right? I'm spread too thin. Yes. That is a great one. Okay. So I want you to grab a piece of paper, or hopefully you've got your workbook with you. You can do this like on the back of the day one. I want you to write steer vertically real quick. We're just going to run through this. I want you practicing this every day. And if you already did it yourself, great. You get to do it again. Okay. We're just going to run through this kind of quickly. Our situation, our S is all my roles in life and business. Okay. All my roles. Okay. Your T is that thought you're having. There's never enough time, right? I'm overwhelmed. I'm spread too thin. You, you put in what your most common thought is. because I want this to be personalized to you. So it's the most effective. What's that thought that you keep thinking? And guess what? It's on repeat. So guess what? You're probably starting to believe it. Maybe did don't even realize it. Okay. Your E is your emotion. What is the feeling that's coming up for you when you're believing that? For example, when I'm believing there's never enough time to fit it all in, I am feeling anxious, worried, frantic. So what are you feeling? What's your emotion when you're believing that? Just put at least one down. You might be able to list like 100, but we, we don't have time for that. And uh, <laughs> we're just going to pick one or two. one or two. The second E is your execution. What am I doing or not doing, right? So when you're believing that, you're thinking that, you're feeling that, what are you doing or not doing about that situation? Your roles. Maybe you're striving for me, I'm probably striving, trying and pushing, and I'm always doing. I'm not sitting down, I'm not stopping, I'm not enjoying. I'm just go 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 push push push. Only got so much time and, you know, people to see and things to do but what do you do? And then R, what are your results? My results when I do that, when I believe that, when I feel that, when I do that, is that there's still not enough time to get it all done and I'm exhausted. And then I feel defeated, right? Okay, but we don't stay there. So that now in the middle, we write God's truth. Okay, what does God say about our roles? Or what does he say about our time? Or what does he say? Like, whatever, like, you know, can fit there. What does he say? It could be a a direct verse. And this is where I recommended yesterday. Maybe you have a go-to list of verses that like, these are your go-tos. Or maybe it's just like, I know, like, you know, he has plans for me, right? And those plans include the roles that he's put me in right now. Or I love Psalm 90, verse 12. Here's a great one you can use for a lot of things. Teach us to use wisely all the time we have, right? Like, God will teach us how to make it work. So you pick whatever that truth is going to be for you, right? Write that in the middle there. And then once you've done that, I want you to write steer again vertically below it. I'll give you the picture, the visual here. This is what you should have. So you got steer vertically, and then you've got the word truth. And then you've got steer vertically underneath it, okay? Your situation is still the same. It's all your roles, all those things you you have to do in life and business hasn't changed. But what would your new thought be if you were believing, I'll take my example of that God can teach us to use wisely all the time we have. Well, wow, I'm, I'm believing he appointed the roles. He gave me the time and he's going to give me the wisdom. That's a whole different belief than I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I don't have enough time. See how that's now completely shifting? And then, what's your new emotion? I'm blessed. I'm equipped. I'm at peace. What's your new execution? Hopefully, you're asking for wisdom. You're stopping to ask, right? You're stopping to ask and listen and then apply, right? Do discern the things that matter. And then, those are the things that we're going to lean into and let go of the rest. And then, what are results? Yeah, I still have 24 hours, but I've got wisdom to make the best use of it and to serve in the way that God has called me to. Are you starting to see and feel that shift when you really capture those thoughts and take them captive to Christ and to his truth? It makes such a difference, right? And yet we live in this world where we have all these roles, right? So how do you feel when multiple roles conflict? How does that feel when you're feeling these things? Here's what you shared yesterday. I took these directly from the chat yesterday. One of you said, I have this role to homeschool versus grow my business. And one obliterates the other one. One of you said, I have this pull, this tug of war. I've got a pull of my family wants and needs and I've got my work wants and needs. And it's this like constant tug of war. One of you said, I'm prioritizing business over family, but I know God's called me to the business, but now I start resenting the business and I feel this like inner turmoil. One of you talked about like emergencies versus priorities, right? Something always, ah, here's the fire. That's going to take over my attention. And chances are, it's the family, not the business. Because usually there aren't emergencies in our business, right? So when we have multiple roles in conflict, how does that make you feel? Drop a word in the chat. How does that make you feel? Anxious? Yes. Yes scattered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, that, that tug, right? How often do we feel guilt, right? Resentment, like someone else said, right? These things start coming up for us. Okay. So if, if, and when you're finding those things, number one, capture those thoughts, right? Are they from him or are they from the enemy? Right? There's a difference, right? And then take them to him and seek out that wisdom for how to handle the different roles. And when they seem to be conflicting. Okay? Okay, and we're gonna dive a little bit more into some of these roles and how we juggle them here as we go. So yesterday we talked about we thought our problem was we had a disordered life and business, but we discovered it's really a disordered heart. And then we dove into the idea that we thought our problem was disordered actions. I'm not doing the right thing at the right time, right? I gotta have the right checklist and the right system and the right whatever. But we discovered it really was our disordered thoughts. Well, today. You're coming in and we're thinking the problem is our disordered roles, right? Which is more important? Do I do this one over this one? Or what what happens when they both need me at the same time? But really, I'm going to tell you it's disordered priorities. And so today we're going to talk about how do we balance all these things, all these different roles in life and business? And what is this like work-life balance thing that, you know, we talk about? Is this even possible? Is this even real? Like, is this even something we should be thinking about or talking about as believers? So best illustration I could think of was juggling. Okay, I want you to picture a circus juggler. You saw my Facebook Live this morning. You saw me juggling my one ball <laughs> because does anybody really juggle here? Like anybody like really a legit juggler? Okay, I got up to scarves when we were in PE class. Like that was as far as I went. And then once it was something else, like I couldn't handle it. Scarves, like it takes more time to flutter down. So it gave me a little more grace to to get them. But yeah, juggling is difficult. You have to keep your eye on the ball. You have to know exactly where each one is in relationship to the other ones And then you have to reach out at just the right time and give just enough of what it needs to stay in the air so you can get to the next one. And what happens if you do that too soon, then you're overreaching and you're off balance. Right. Or you do it too late and you're overextending and you're like on the ground. Right. Like, so this juggling thing is, is, is really hard. Right. And yet we're all juggling every day because we are juggling these different roles and responsibilities. I want you to drop maybe like two or three, you could probably list 100. What are two or three roles or responsibilities that you need to juggle on a pretty regular basis in this season of your life? Now, again, I know they're not just three, right? You probably have like, you know, a 100. But what are some of the things that you are juggling right now when you're like, yep, these are my main balls. This, These are the ones that are always seem to be, yep, oh, here comes this. Oh, 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 oh. right? Think, think of the juggling guy, right? Here it comes. Here it comes. I did, uh, when you're inside the program, you'll get the the exact statistic. I should have looked it up. But I think the Guinness World Record, I'm trying to remember now, because I did the research when I created the module. I want to say it was like 28 or 30 balls at one time. But get this, he only did it for like 30 seconds. <laughs> so yes, he technically juggled them, but like not for very long. So <laughs> don't feel bad if you're like, yeah, hey, I'm juggling, you know, five and dropping them all. Or if you're like, I've got 100. Okay, homeschool mom. Yes, you're a teacher. You're a CEO of a business doing podcasting, marketing. Yeah, lots of different roles there, right? And, and like we said, it's it's not just three, right? We've got marriage. We've got kids. We've got maybe aging parents. We've got hurting friends. We have health issues, financial concerns, volunteering, serving in my church community, my kids' school, keeping up with the household chores, right? Trying to get enough sleep, drink enough, eat enough, eat healthy. And then you're that crazy entrepreneur who took on those extra risks, right? We talked about yesterday, those balls, like building your brand, And networking and connecting and constantly putting out content, inviting and following up, working on projects or events, right? Yeah, maybe you have a podcast uh, like somebody shared. You've got business, family, and podcast, right? Anyone feel, I asked this question yesterday, right? But now we're talking about the balls. Anyone feel like you're dropping some balls here and there? Yeah, (laughs) probably on the daily, right? Okay, here's the thing I want to tell you right now. We think we have to juggle perfectly, right? It has to be my business. Then it's my family. Then it's my business. Then it's my family. And it's this perfect. Everything's in this perfect cadence. It's okay not to be perfect. Okay. And it's okay to actually be imbalanced intentionally. Let me give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, I had two of my three kids home. It was the week before my hubby was leaving the country to be gone for a couple of months. And my parents were here. Guess what? I did zero business, zero business for that entire week intentionally, not because I was procrastinating, putting it off, heaven knows I had a ton of things to do to get ready for this, but I knew my attention needed to go to my family and also to resting and refilling before all of this. Right. But guess what? As soon as the house was empty and they left, it has been all business, you know, and this is what I've been doing. Right. So yes. Did I look out of balance? Very much so, but it was with intention and it was for a season, right? This is not my norm right? Because most of the time it's a little bit of each, right? Based on what's needing attention to maintain balance, right? Or what needs attention to grow. Okay. So it's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to actually look out of balance because you're the CEO. You decide what that looks like. And it doesn't have to look like everyone else, right? So stop comparing yourself to what you think other people are doing, right? You're seeing her juggling all these things. You're watching her online. You're watching her at church. Like, oh my gosh, how does she do it all? She's amazing. She's juggling this, 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 and this. And I've only got these three balls and I can't even keep them in the air. And she's got like 15, right? No, stop. You have no idea, right? And it doesn't matter. You have no idea how heavy those balls are. You have no idea what muscles she's got and, and, and even your situation, right? It's it's about you, okay? So do not compare, right? This is your, what what it is that you're doing, okay? But I wanna go back to that circus act. It's one thing to be juggling standing still in the ring right? Hard enough. Most of us can't do it. I don't think anybody here said, yep, I'm doing that well. Okay. But have you ever been at the circus and you've seen that juggler who was not standing on the ground? They were standing either on like a large ball that they were like, you know, rolling with their feet, or maybe they were on a unicycle or maybe on the back of an elephant, right? They were on something that was also moving. So they had to stay balanced while juggling all these things, right? And they're trying to keep those batons or flaming whatever's or balls from hitting the ground, because that wouldn't be a good show, right? Anybody want to take your juggling to that level, like take it off the ground and literally put it on something that is moving. Right. Probably not. Nobody's signing up for that job to get at the circus. Oh, funny story. This is so random. I actually have a friend in the circus. We met at a grocery store. She and her daughter were having so much fun while they were shopping at Trader Joe's. This was years ago. I went up and first of all, I was like, wow, this is so fun. You can shop with your daughter at this time of the day. I uh, found out, yeah, she homeschools her because they're in the circus and they travel around and they were in our area doing a show and we just stayed friends and she was a believer and anyway, just kind of random story like yeah I know somebody in the circus she's a dog trainer but her daughter was like a contortionist or something like she she can do all the crazy stuff. Anyway, that that's just an aside. Okay. We are juggling every day, even though we're not traveling in a circus like my friends, right? You are you are in your own circus. Anybody feel like life is a three-ring circus? Drop the number three in there. And maybe you're like, it's not three-ring circus, Lisa. It's like 20-ring circus, okay? Or 123-ring circus. Yeah, right? Like, we do this every day. Not only are we juggling these balls, but we're doing it on top of foundation that may or may not be balanced. So I want to ask you right now. Okay. No shame. No judgment. There's never like, there's never any, oh my gosh, she said this. Whoa. Can you believe it? Ooh. Right. No scale of one to 10. How balanced do you feel right now? Juggling all the things that you are currently juggling 10. I could do this all day long. Let's do it. Take this on the road. One I'm about to drop, or I already did. Okay. I want you to drop a one to a 10 or 10 to one, whichever one you want to stop. Okay. Put it in there Four. a six. Okay probably sometimes depends on the day, right? <laughs> one day you may feel like I got this. Woo. And then the next day you're like, Oh, what's going on? Five to six. Okay. Okay. So you're not like on the ground, but yeah, there is definitely some like, okay. I think there are two main factors that affect uh, that ability to juggle and to keep things balanced. The first, well, here's the thing. I think we think the, fir- the only one that matters is what balls we're juggling, right? What balls am I juggling? How many balls am I juggling? That's really the main thing that like I, I'm focused on, but I want to tell you, it's also what you're standing on. It's also your foundation. Okay. So first we're going to define work-life balance that we're looking to create. Then we're gonna look at the foundation and then we'll look at the balls themselves. Okay. So those are the three parts we're going to go through. What is work-life balance and what is balance in general, right? Then how does it apply when we got a, a life and business? What is our foundation? And then what are the balls we're actually juggling? Okay, so definition of balance. Okay, because again, this is one of those things people are like, balance isn't really a thing. There's no such thing as balance. And well, yes, yes and no. Okay, according to the dictionary, balance as a noun is an even distribution, a condition in which different elements are equal. An even distribution, a condition in which different elements are equal. Okay, we often think of a scale right? If I add or remove from one side, then I have to add or remove from the other side to keep that from tipping the scale, right? Too far. That's what we think of balance oftentimes, right? So if we put that in the context of life and business, if I get, I have to give equal time to my personal life, my family, and to my business, my professional, is it really a tit for tat? Like, is that even possible? Is that even balance? If I spend, you know, eight hours in my business, then I'm spending eight hours with my family, no, it's not, right? Because it's not about this, like what I do for one, I do for the other, right? But what happens? We feel guilty when we give more time to one than we do to the other because we think we're not balanced. So I want you to really check in with that feeling, right? Is that really true? I, I'm just curious about this. I was thinking about this as I was like kind of just thinking through this. And some of you are working in a job right now, or maybe you have worked one in the past. Would you feel different if you had, I'm gonna say, quote, a real job, right? We, we, we all chose to be entrepreneurs, right? But if you had a real job outside the home, would you feel guilty as much as you do as a, as a business owner who may be working from home that you spent eight to 10 hours at work versus the amount of time you spent with your family? Or would you be giving yourself grace and say, okay, yeah, I did my work and I fully showed up. And then I was fully showed up with my family. And yes, they weren't exactly right tit for tat, but that's okay. I didn't have that expectation. And yet I think when we do a business from home, a lot of us, we feel like it has to be equal, even Steven, right? So I want you to, yeah, think about that, right? Is that really balance? And is that really possible? And is that really what we're going after? I found this great article in Forbes, and this one kind of made me laugh (laughs) because they said some employers, and I will also say some entrepreneurs, because I've had some conversations with entrepreneurs who told me this, no shame, right? Just noticing That work-life balance is the ability to manage your personal life during your workday. I want you to stop and think about that. If you are trying to work and your personal life keeps showing up, right? Are you getting much done? Does that feel very balanced? Like to me, that sounds like a lot of running around, wasting time, switching back and forth between tasks, right? AKA busyness. Exactly. Right? Not at all. Okay, so uh, we're going to throw that one out because I don't think that's really what we're going for. Okay, but I do want to give you a fuller definition of balance than the first one I gave you. Okay, an even distribution or incorrect proportion, enabling one to remain upright and steady. Ooh, let me say that one again. An even distribution or incorrect proportion, enabling one to remain upright and steady. Okay, let's all think about something we can probably picture is a ballerina. I don't know, are ballerina still at the circus? I know they have those girls that like on the back of an elephant. So we'll just pretend like she's a ballerina on top of the back of the elephant doing her little pirouettes, right? Okay, when you, or maybe you've got a daughter who's who's danced and so like my boys had to sit through Nutcracker every Christmas season <laughs> right, to watch their sister dance. Okay, so picture that ballerina. It appears that she is perfectly balanced, especially the really good ones, right? That like, you know, are up on their toes. It looks like she's standing still. But if you zero in on her feet, what is she doing? She's, it's all these quick little movements, right? She is paying paying careful attention and making slight adjustments to keep herself balanced, upright and steady, right? She wants to keep her body in that correct proportion so one move doesn't pull her too far in any direction, right? And all of a sudden she's on the ground with all the sugar plum fairies, okay? So she is constantly balancing, okay? So instead of thinking of balance is this thing, that I can reach, and it's this noun, then I'll like achieve, like grab onto it. I want you to really start saying balance is a verb. Balance is an ongoing action. And if we look at that definition in the dictionary, balance is the act of keeping something in steady position so it doesn't fall. So as a verb, it's the act of keeping something in a steady position so it doesn't fall. Right. So as a CEO, it's about balancing life and business in proper proportion, not so equal, so that you stay upright and steady. Right. What's the goal? We don't want life to take over business. Right. And obliterate it. Like we talked about. And we don't want business to take over life. And now I'm resenting it. OK, so I'm curious, which way does imbalance tend to go for you? If what kind of when things when, tip, in your typical situation, is it usually more life is taking over or is it usually more business is taking over? I'm curious. So, drop drop either life or business in the chat. Which is more typical for you for you in your situation? And I know there's all kinds of caveats and explanations and whatever, but like more life or more business, which tends to keep go over. Not at all. Okay, curious about that life. Okay are you meaning actually like just not doing anything? Like I'm just kind of releasing from both business. Okay. Oh, you're not at all. might've been to something else. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Typically one can tend to be the one that takes over. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Right. And it was interesting. Yeah. Business. You're right. I think for a lot of us, the business is what takes over, but yet sometimes, I mean, when have you had it where like all these things were happening in life and you're just like, okay, business just has to take a back burner and isn't getting anything right now. And and again, you get to decide that. You're the CEO, right? So in a healthy way, that could be a really good decision. But sometimes it's not a healthy way because we don't have boundaries in these other areas of our life. And therefore it's crowding out time to work on our business or vice versa, okay? We're gonna talk tomorrow about boundaries around your work time and your not work time. So for some of us, it's that that laptop is always there or the phone is always nearby. And so we can always be working. Maybe that's our issue of why it's taking over. So we'll get to that tomorrow, Okay. There's so many challenges to our work-life balance. And in that Forbes magazine, I thought it was really, or article, it was really interesting. All the reasons they gave fit into our shuns we talked about yesterday. The expectations of others to always be on because you're constantly connected. Anyone ever feel that? The obligations you feel because there are constantly demands on your attention from home and work. And let's be honest, the distractions of communication, shopping, gaming, binging technology that's always within reach, <laughs> right? Like, there are a lot of challenges. What is a challenge that you find that help that challenges your ability to balance? If there's something that comes up for you, drop that in the chat. What is a challenge that you experience? That's oftentimes, you know, helping that making that balance thing really hard. And it's going to be based probably on what season of life you're in, what season of business you're in, what season of the year it's in, right? We're doing this around the holidays right now. So yeah, we just threw everything out of balance because we threw in all the things that are gonna be coming out over the next couple of weeks, right? So whatever it is, the struggle of the juggle is real, right, in every season. Let me ask you a question. Who thought life would be less busy and less balanced when the kids started school? When they learned to drive, When they all left the nest, any of the empty nesters here, right? You got no kids left at home, and you thought, okay, once all they're once they're out, like I'll be good, I'll be less busy, I'll be more balanced. Or maybe like you are like, okay, in my business, once I get this project done, once I reach this goal, once I sign this client, once I whatever, like I'll be I'll be less busy and more balanced. Or maybe it's like, well, once the holidays are over, or the decorations are away, and the new year starts, then right? Let me ask you, did business busyness suddenly stop and go away? No more. Were you miraculously balanced? Probably not, right? You're probably still scattered, stretched, stressed. Same song, second verse, different context, right? We are still busy and out of balance because it's not about the stuff out here. It's about what's going on in here. Just like we talked about yesterday. I feel obligated to throw my discipline habits out the door to serve my family. Ooh, yeah, that's a great, that's a good thought to go into, right? Why do I feel that obligation? And why is it that those don't, don't matter? Um, you know, when, in order to serve, right? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So untrue beliefs we talked about yesterday, there were kind of were two of them, right? So like I'm going to call them one A and one B. The first one was that I need to get more organized, right? Because my problem is that disorganized calendar, but we found out it's really a disordered heart. And then we, we talked about that like, my focus is oftentimes doing the right things, but it's really about the right belief, right? Because I've got those, those disordered thoughts. So today here's the, here's the number two untrue belief, right? That a lot of Christian women entrepreneurs have, and that is pointing our finger outside of us to find the problem or source of our imbalance or busyness, right? It's my fill in the blank, kids, health, marriage, business, bank account, house, holidays, blah, 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 fill in the blank, right? We can say all kinds of things. We probably list a hundred things, but it's not any of them. Because there are plenty of people in the same circumstances that are not busy or out of balance, right? And when those circumstances do change for better or for worse, right? We are still unbalanced. Why? Because it always starts in here, right? Always starts in where our heart is rooted and what our life and business is built upon. So has anyone here ever built a house? I don't mean like you were out there legit, like digging the hole and like, you know, nailing the stuff, but like you had a house built, and you were part of that process versus just moving into one that was already built. Or anybody had a neighbor who's built a house or a family fr- family or friend, right? And you've, you've got driven past, right? What happens? Do they start with like those doors and windows, the roof goes on, the walls trim the siding, right? No. But once it's built, that's what you get the compliments on. Except none of that really matters if you don't do this one thing first. And what is that? You have to build the foundation, And it's like a really slow, painful process, especially if you're the one who's waiting for the house, right? It's this painful process to dig this giant hole, put in the drainage, pour the concrete, right? Like all the things that need to happen for this. You're like, are we ever going to get on with the actual house here, right? And then suddenly it feels like the walls go up and the roof is on and it's done. Have you ever driven past a construction site and it was like, it felt like nothing was happening for forever. And then all of a sudden you drive past one day and you're like, whoa, what just happened? Because so much of the time has to go into the foundation. And once the foundation is right, then yeah, you can build on top of that. And it's it's going to go. It's going to go right up, you know, just the way it's supposed to. But foundation first, then the building. But what happens if you have a faulty foundation? What happens if there's a crack or something sinks or it shifts, right? Like, ah you know, you may not notice it right away, but you're going to start noticing cracks in your house, right? Like you look up along, like, you know, by doors or by by the ceiling, you might notice yeah, some cracks on the outside, you might notice water coming in, you might notice that like, things are a little bit, you know, wonky on your walls, like everything is going to be affected if it's not built on a balanced foundation. So what is the foundation of a well balanced life and business? I'm curious, just kind of what your thoughts are before we go into this. What do you think the foundation of a well-balanced life and business is? Drop, if you have an idea, drop it in the chat. What do you think that would be, could be, should be? Here's the thing. Scripture tells us there are only two options. It's either wise or foolish. It's either Christ or it's everything else. Okay, so I know we all know this really familiar story, but it's not just for Sunday school right? But the story in Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, that talks about the wise man and the foolish man. Okay. Yes. Rich prayer, life seeking God's will for sure. It's going to tie in right here. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. Same storm, right? And it fell and great was the fall of it. What made the difference between those two houses? Was it the storm? Was it even the walls or the roof? Like, as far as we know, it was the same house. It was in the same place, right? The only thing that was different was the foundation. One was solid. The other was shifty. Makes a difference. Makes all the difference, right? Now, while it's tempting to complain, the problem is you have too many balls to juggle or the ones you have are too heavy or you're the only one over here juggling all this stuff while everybody else is just gagging, right? Doing whatever they're having fun at the circus. You're over here like juggling away, the true key to your balance is the foundation you're building it on. Okay. And if you were here, you're listening to this, right? My, my guess is you would say, yep, Lisa, it needs to be faith, right? Like Ashley Anna said, rich prayer, life, seeking God's will. Yes. We say that all the time, but do we really live that? Are we really building our life and our business on that? Or are we trying to build our life and business on other things? Having a great marriage, having well-adjusted kids, Having close supportive friendships, having plenty of money in the bank, having good health, maybe like a mission, right? That we're a part of or a curb appeal home, right? Nothing wrong with that, right? Or what about in our business? Do we build it on having that eye-catching brand or being consistent on, on- when you're online, right? Like, wow, she's like everywhere. It's amazing. Or having this big audience of people who follow you or having a waiting list of people that want to work with you, right? Like While all of these seem good, they are to be the decoration, not the foundation, Okay, so I want you to remember that as a CEO, as a Christ empowered operator, you are now building a life and business on him, right? Your relationship with the Lord is your foundation. That is what ultimately makes you balanced. It really has nothing to do with the balls. Okay, but we think it's about all this, right? It's about all these things, ah, but it's not, right? That's why I call it the with God life and a with God business, right? When it's grounded on who he is and who he calls us to be as the CEO, right? Those right beliefs and truths then we're going to, yeah, not feel like we're so scattered, stressed, you know, frantic all over the place. Okay. So who wants to do this with God? Drop the word with one of my favorite words in the chat. Okay. And here's the thing. Withness is not just a a Sunday thing. It's not even just a Monday, you know, in the morning when you had your quiet time thing that used to be me, right? Okay. You, me and God, yep, we're together. And then I would go off about my day and juggle balls all day long all by myself. Okay, but this is about an all the time thing, right? Which is why this assessment I'm going to show you puts faith at the center. Most life balance wheels you see have faith as a section, right? They've got all these sections, they're all equal around and and faith is one of them. And the more I got to thinking about that, I was like, yeah, not for somebody who's truly who truly understands all this, like faith is the core, it's the center, it's the foundation upon which everything else is built. And if it's not at the center, it's just one of, wow, what a difference that makes, right? And here's the cool thing. Yeah, there are a lot of balls we juggle that are ordinary mundane things, right? I gotta send out an email. I gotta wash the dishes. I gotta make the lunch again. I gotta da-da-da, right? Whatever it is. But guess what? When that faith is that foundation, it even gives purpose to those ordinary and mundane things. Okay? Now, we could totally stop there because that alone could change everything about your struggle to stay balanced. Build on a solid foundation, not a shifting one. And keep checking your foundation. If you are a homeowner, guilty right here. Okay, I'll just admit right now. How often do you go and do a walk around your house to check your foundation? I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you guys do. Maybe you have a husband who does or a dad who does or somebody who does. But, you know, I'm I'm sure that's something I should be paying more attention to because then I would notice if there was a crack or if there was water, if there was something going on, right? But what do we do? We're just la, 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 living, living life out here, right? Just enjoying all the decorations, right? So keep checking your foundation and make sure that it is solid. Okay. And guess what? It's never too late to build that right foundation. It's never too late to fix the cracks. It's never too late to do anything. And guess what? We don't even have to do that. We just bring it to him, right? He's like that master builder that can like, shoot. Okay. Here it is. You don't have to wait months for that whole foundation to get built like your neighbor's house. Like God can do it instantly. Okay. So that was that first part was the foundation. But I promised we'd address that second thing that you came in here thinking that your problem was the balls you're juggling. Who could forget about all the balls, right? Like for right now, maybe you push pause on some of those balls, or maybe you've got people who still need you, even as you're listening to this. (laughs) I know how that is, right? Yeah. Okay. We've got lots of balls that we're juggling. So my first question for you is this. Are you ready for some tough love? Are you unbalanced because you're juggling balls that you're not called to? Are you unbalanced because you're juggling some balls you are not called to, right? Goes back to what I told you that my friend said, right? As the CEO of your life or business with God, as our chairman of the board, you can choose to live by design, which means you are making decisions about which balls you're juggling, or you can be like most people that are living by default with chaos. They're giving control to the shuns, right? And that's, That's that's the wrong order, right? We talk about disordered. You keep hearing me use this word, disordered. Disorder literally means in the wrong order. And when our hearts are disordered, whether it's because our hearts are disordered, our thoughts are disordered, or our priorities are disordered, then everything's scattered, right? Everything's scattered and distracted. No wonder we feel like we're like squirrel, 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 right? All over the place, hamster wheel, right? Because guess what? There's a lot of time that's going to less important things. What are some less important balls that we, asking for a friend, right? Not that we do this, but like, you know, what are some less important balls that we give our time to? If you've got an idea and you're on live, I'd love to see kind of what some of your, your thoughts are. What are some less important balls that you, maybe you're juggling? Ah, <sighs> really don't matter. Not yours to juggle. Taking up time, taking energy or focus away from something else. Can I just say the elephant in the room right now? that maybe nobody's going to type, but it's probably the bit, the ball that most people pick up most often that we don't need to, Our screens, right? How often are you giving time to a screen? Now, if you're in front of your screen for something like this, this is a good use of it. If you're in front of your screen because you're actually like serving a client, great. If you're in front of your screen because whatever, right? Like, yes, there are times for that, but a lot of the time, on average, what, three to four hours a day, the average person spends... In front of a screen. Right. But we also juggle things like, oh, my meticulous house. I can't do work until this is all cleaned up or until I organize this closet, until I did whatever, right? Or how we look, or the approval of other people, or that accomplishment we want to get to, or that level of our business, if there's like a next level we're trying to go to, right? Like, are you called to juggle some of the things you're juggling as a CEO? I really want you to think about that, right? And start paying attention to what balls are you juggling. And one of the things that's gonna be in the homework is what's a ball you just need to drop? It's not yours to juggle and it doesn't really help build what God's called you to build. Okay, so there are gonna be some balls you just need to let go. That's already gonna feel better, right? So if you've got 25 and five of them are not yours to juggle, okay, I'm down to 20. Okay, this feels a little better, right? We also wanna make sure that we are juggling the ones that we're supposed to, the ones that we are called to. So I wanna introduce you to the eight areas of attention and I dive so much deeper into this inside the Redeem Midlife CEO program. But these fit, I believe, every single woman who's listening right now, and probably most guys who are listening too, but I talked to ladies. So, okay, so here they are. Your faith walk. That's your own personal relationship with the Lord and you know, connection to a faith community, right? If you've got a church that you're connected with, your family. That could be your marriage, could be your parenting, could be your relationship with your, with your parents, with your extended family, you know, what are, what what does that family look like? Your friendships, which yes, we do need them, even in this stage of life, even even all the more in this stage of life, right? Because our kids are leaving the nest. And so now we're like, oh, who am I going to spend time with? Okay. Your service, which is going to be your work or business, or maybe you're doing caretaking or things like that, right? What's the work you do? Your stewardship, how you're handling your finances, what's coming in, what's going out, right? How I'm giving, um, how I'm saving, how I'm investing, Your wellness, how you're taking care of this temple, right? This body, right? What am I doing with this? How am I caring for this body, mind, you know, all all of it, emotions, your passions, right? What what are those? What are the giftings I have? What are the things that just spark joy, right? Maybe it's traveling. Maybe it's running. Maybe it's painting. Maybe it's, you know, reading. Maybe it's whatever in our dwelling. And I added that dwelling when a lot of life wheels don't have dwelling. But here's the thing. Let's be honest. A good chunk of our time, especially as ladies, is spent doing stuff in our home and probably not just sitting on the couch, right? We probably have a lot of time and attention going to maintaining what's going on in our homes, okay? So here's the thing. They all matter. They all matter. Yes, you should have all eight of those balls going in the air at all, at all times, which could feel very overwhelming. But here's what I want to remind you of. They don't all matter the same, all at the same time, okay? So, and here's the other thing. If you don't give them attention, one day they will demand your attention. Okay, Michelle, who was in here today, she's a health coach. If I'm not sleeping well, if I'm not eating well, if I'm not hydrated, what is going to happen? I may not feel it for a few days, maybe a few weeks, maybe a few months, but I will start not feeling great. And she calls it dis-ease, right? Maybe I don't have a diagnosis yet, but things are off. And now it's going to start affecting how I take care of my family and how I do my business and how I do everything, right? It will, and then I finally like, okay, I need to fix this. Guess what? It will always cost more time, money, energy, and emotion to fix it later, every single time, right? So we don't want to like leave any of these eight balls on the ground. And yet that doesn't mean that everything is going to get even Steven attention like we talked about earlier. And that's okay, right? So I want you to pay attention because again, we don't want one ball to be laying on the ground right? And then eventually that's going to have us on the ground because that area is going to need our attention and nothing else can get it. Or we don't want it to be where all I'm thinking about is this one ball, right? And everything goes to this one ball and then this is taking over everything else. So it's, 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 again, it's kind of seeing where that that balance is. So I want to show you guys, and we're just going to kind of like start this process. And then you're going to finish this, you know, to work on in your homework about starting to visualize the balance in your life in these eight areas. So you pull out your workbook, you've got this wheel, the With God Life Assessment. Okay, and you can see each of those eight areas listed around there. Now, if you can't see, look very closely in the middle, it says faith, okay? So faith is in the middle. If you don't have the workbook yet or it hasn't come to your inbox, go to redeemhertime.com forward slash CEO dash workbook or message me and I will make sure it gets directly to you. I can go on the back end and look at these splits, send it out, okay? So here's the step one you're gonna do. You're gonna go around that wheel and you are going to assign a number as to where you feel like you are right now in each of those areas, okay? Now, I'm trying to keep it really simple because yes, this is very subjective, right? But like, you're gonna give yourself a one, two, or three. Very simple, and it's written out right here, okay? A one, I'm not very aligned in this area or intentional and there's little to no growth. It's not a zero. You're not allowed to put zero because you are living, right? You're breathing. (laughs) There's something happening there, but it may not be much, okay? And again, don't feel bad if you have a one. Not at all. This The more honest you can be with yourself, the better this is gonna be for you. This exercise does not work if you're trying to do socially acceptable answers, okay? And nobody else is gonna see this but you, unless you choose to share it in the group. Okay, two, I'm somewhat aligned and intentional and I've got some mediocre growth happening. Like, okay, yeah, a little bit more than others, right? And a three, I'm very aligned and intentional and I'm experiencing exponential growth. Now, if you look very carefully, you'll be able to see there's still another line beyond the three because I truly believe we've never arrived, like I truly believe there's always room to grow. There's always something that I can be doing to keep that area growing and you know all that. Now, remember, this is not about where you think you should be. This is not about where your best friend is or where your husband says you should be or what the gurus say what you should be. Where is God leading? Kind of went, just kind of, so I want you real quick. I'm just gonna read the category and I just want you to say what comes to mind in one, two, or three. Don't overthink it. You're just gonna write that number next to that word and then I'll tell you what you're gonna do after that. Okay, so the first one I always start with is faith because that's in the middle, okay? Faith, one, two, or three. Again, this is between you and God. It's only gonna help if you are honest with where you are and don't like, you know, overthink it. Don't judge yourself either, okay? Faith, family, one, two, or three. Friendships, one, two, or three. Service which is where your business is gonna fit in or any other work you do. One, two, or three. Your stewardship, your finances, your resources, your giving, your investing. One, two, or three. Your wellness, physical, mental, emotional. One, two, or three. Your passions, hobbies, smiling. How often do you smile? Are you fun to be around? this was my lowest one. I will just put my hand up and say, I was a one for a really long time. I'm still not a three, but I am working on it. Uh, Right. What, what, what is that passions one? And then dwelling one, two or three. And then because I had one space left over, because I took faith out of the circle and I put in the middle, I gave you an other category. So maybe you're like, Lisa, I've got this other ball that I don't feel like it really fits under one of these categories. Guess what? You can make up your own category then. Okay. So what your next step would be, which you can do now or you can do after we're done, is to shade up to that line on the wheel. So you're going to actually shade in that area. So if you gave yourself a one, you're going to shade up to the one. That's why I said nobody's a zero. We're all living and breathing. We're somewhere, right? Or if you gave yourself a three, you're going to shade up to the three. Okay. And then what you're going to do is you're going to look at that wheel. And I want you to notice, what are my high areas? Maybe I only got one. Maybe I have several of them. What are my low areas? And what do you notice about them? Like here's the thing, they all interact, right? I want you to pretend like this is a bicycle wheel. Okay. And if you're if those lines that are in between those areas were spokes and some of them were shorter than others, what's your bike going what's your bike ride gonna be like? Right? Like when you hit one of those ones where that spoke is a little bit shorter, right? That wheel is still there, but it's gonna like kajunk, kajunk, right? You're gonna kind of hit those spots whenever you hit that. And it's gonna put stress on those other areas, right? It's going to put pressure on those other areas because things aren't balanced, right? And so it's not going to be this smooth ride down the road, right? It's going to be a little bumpy, right? So highs and lows, you know, we're not judging. We're just looking and noticing how does the fact that I'm high in this area affect these other areas or how does the fact that this area is low affect these, these other areas right now? I just want to give you a warning because it's very tempting to look at your wheel then and be feeling one of two ways. Well, well, no, you're probably feeling discouraged, (laughs) Right oh, I see my lack. I'm focusing on the what's not shaded in, right? Versus the, wow, look at how much I shaded in, right? And so we see the lack, we see the out of balance, right? We see, oh my goodness, I'm distracted all over the place, right? But I want you to be encouraged. I want you to see your growth. Maybe you went from a one to a two. And if you've worked with me before, you maybe have gone through this exercise and there's value in doing this on a repeated basis to keep checking in, right? Just like checking our foundation, right? So where have you seen growth? Maybe it wasn't enough to get you from a one to a two. Maybe it was just a little bit, but you're on your way, right? Where are you seeing more balance? Where are you intentionally focusing? Okay. So I want you to notice those things instead of judging and feeling bad. I want you to say, okay, okay. And here's the thing where you are is just where you are. It is not who God says you are. Go back to our beliefs. Ashley, Anna, I think I got this from you. So I'm going to quote you and in case it was you and give you credit, right? When it, it's either going to be God or the enemy, right, that we're listening to. And what I remember you saying one time, I don't remember the context of the conversation on your podcast, but you were talking about the difference between conviction and condemnation, right? God never condemns. Yes, his spirit will convict us. And it may be a little uncomfortable, right? We all know pruning ah does not feel good, right? But here's the thing. It always is moving us towards growth. It's moving us towards more of him. It's moving us towards more fruitfulness. But what does the enemy do? He's like, uh, oh, you are horrible. Look how many low areas you have. My goodness, girl, you are so out of balance. It's not even worth trying, right? Or whoa, that area was pretty good before. And look at you now, like you've dropped that ball. Like, you know, like he is just going to condemn you and just make you feel shame and guilt and woe is me. And if that's what you're feeling, get thee behind me, Satan, right? What does God say? And Holy Spirit, what, what do you want me to do with this? Okay, so really just be discerning as you're looking at what your results are when you do your homework and as you process like what it means. Okay. And always see the opportunities for growth. My grandpa talk about wisdom was one of the wisest men I ever, wisest men I ever knew. In fact, people always gave him owls. Like he collected owls because people said he was so wise. They would just give him owl stuff. So then that became his collection. Right. And yeah, he always was like, I've never arrived. In fact, he called it a healthy dissatisfaction. Right, not a woe is me. I'm way here, and look at this person here, or God's here, and I'm here. Right, but it, this, like, I I'm here, yes, but I, but God's got more He's doing with me, and I have more room to grow, and I have places, right, that, that that God can take me. Okay, so as we are wrapping things up, I want you to pay attention to those balls you're juggling. Okay, these are those ball areas. Are any of these eight areas being neglected? Are any of them on the ground, or any of them getting too much attention, and up oh, they're causing other things to be on the ground? Right. We dive more into this process inside the Redeemed Midlife CEO, but start noticing where you're out of balance. And here's the thing every single one of us gets 24 hours in a day. Did you know that is 1,440 minutes? So if you don't feel like you don't have time, maybe you need to put it in minutes instead of hours because it sounds like a lot. Right. But what do we want to do? We want to take 1,440, we want to divide it by eight and say, okay, to be balanced, everything gets 180 minutes that my friend is not balanced. If you slept for 180 minutes every day, and that was it. And then you didn't have any leftover wellness time for eating or drinking or moving or whatever, not balanced. If you only spent 180 minutes, you know, doing your work or your business. And you know, that was all it ever got, right? Like not balanced. Like you just, it's not about even Steven, right? It's about what does this area need in this season? Okay. So that's the first thing. Any balls being neglected, any that are taking over, you know, what, what is it that I need to adjust? The second one, are there any balls you're juggling that are not yours to take on? If you're at the circus, it's always funny to watch the clown who's juggling and then his friend like throws in another flaming baton, right? And what does he, he, in this moment, you see him make this decision. Am I going to take on this extra ball or baton or flaming, whatever it is, or am I going to let it go? Now, usually in the act, they find a way to do it unless they're purposely trying to drop it, right? Whatever. But guess what? It doesn't matter who throws that extra ball your way. If it's somebody else, even well intentioned, well meaning, who's, who loves you, maybe it's, you know, just the world around you. Maybe it's the enemy, right? You as the CEO with God as the chairman of the board get to decide if you take it on. Okay. So, and here's the question I always ask is the, is me taking this ball going to take away from these other things that matter that God's already said these matter, right? Or even inside this could be a good thing but is this the best thing, right? And it's okay to drop some balls. Anyone need permission to drop balls? Drop, drop in the chat, okay? So this all takes us back to Ephesians 5 and we're gonna finish up here, you guys, okay? Right, Ephesians 5 said, look carefully. When you are juggling, you have to look carefully at where those balls are, right? You have to look carefully at where your feet are, right? What's your foundation? And then Ephesians 5 said, choose wisely. How did it say it? Not as unwise, but as wise, right? Here's what we have discernment what balls should I be juggling? What needs my attention? What doesn't? So if you heard nothing else today, I want you to leave with these two keys. Your work-life balance is dependent on number one, your foundation. Okay. Hopefully it is built on Christ and not everything else. And if it's sometimes done on other things or like half, you know, you could, you can't have half a foundation on rock and then half on the sand next to it and expect your house to to stand. It's not going to happen. A lot of times we're, we're kind of one foot in both places. So Where's my foundation? And the second one, how are my areas of attention? Right? Am I giving the time they need? Am I paying attention to what balls I'm juggling and what needs my attention? And if you want to take a deeper look, again, we not only assess, but we dive into what do we do about this inside the redeemed midlife CEO? So I encourage you to go and fill out an application. Let me grab the link for that. It's redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. And that's just that next step, right? Going, okay, let's say, yeah, you're right. I got a ton of balls I'm juggling and I'm not doing a very good job. I'm dropping them left and right and nothing's getting done well or getting enough of me. And it's really frustrating, okay? CEOs don't wait till January 1st to balance their life and business and make faith their foundation. So here's your homework, okay? Your homework is to complete that wheel, okay? So you're gonna make sure you put a number next to each area. You're going to shade up to that number. And then I want you to notice your highs, your lows, and your ahas, okay? Now, on the second page for day two, under homework, I've asked you a couple of follow-up questions, okay? I want you to identify one area of attention that needs some focus in the season. It doesn't mean it has to be the absolute lowest one. It's just, what's the Lord say, laying on your heart? What is it that you're like, you know what, right now, this needs some some extra attention, or this needs some of my focused attention. It doesn't even have to be more than anything else, just that it's getting some focused attention. And I want you to think about You could journal this. I'll give you some space to write. Why does it matter? And how can you balance this area with faith as a foundation? How does faith pull into this? Right? I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to challenge you to post this inside the community. If you're willing to post a picture of your wheel, amazing. Because it helps us to not only be accountable for doing it, but also to see we are not alone and we don't have it all figured out. And that's okay. Right? And then, you know, post what you're noticing post then what, what's God leading you to to focus on? Because number one, that's how you're going to get that shift starting to happen. And then you're going to get that, that coaching feedback. And I guarantee there'll be other women who are like, oh my goodness, I'm not alone. And maybe because you took the step of faith to put it out there, somebody else is willing to go, you know what? Okay. I'm going to be vulnerable and put mine out there. And that's how we grow, right? We grow together. Okay. And CEOs are committed to growth, right? So be sure to come back tomorrow. And yes, you can bring a business bestie. CEOs do not keep good things to themselves. So if you know somebody else is in business and you've been sitting here going, so-and-so needs to hear this. Chesney is like my mom, my rock star right now. She's like inviting all kinds of business besties, right? Like, yeah, like we need this, right? And we need each other, okay? So we've addressed our disordered heart and our thoughts. Today we've addressed our our disordered balance and priorities. Guess what? Tomorrow we finally pick up a calendar. Woohoo! we finally get to our time. We are going to talk about how to block off your business hours, which means... You have to decide when your non business hours are easier said than done for most of us as Christian women entrepreneurs, right? But with God and with other like minded women, anything is possible. So thank you for hanging out with me today. I want to open it up for anyone on live who has a question, whether it's about balance we talked about today, whether it's about the balls you're juggling, could be about the foundation piece. It could go back to yesterday to something about belief. Do you have any questions? And again, something may not come to you right in the moment. So remember Saturday morning. 9 a.m. Central Time, we are going to do a live Q&A implementation bonus session for anybody who like is like, okay, I need to hear this again. What is this? How do I do this? I started this and then like every, I thought it was going to be great. And then everything blew up on me. Like anyway, but are there any questions with anybody who is on here live before we go? I want to serve you well for showing up and encourage those of you listening to come live tomorrow if you're able to. Ah, such good stuff. I can't wait to listen back to this tonight. I will do that again. Cause that was really powerful. And you may want to listen back to this again, right? Because God is going to stir the things uh, that you need to. So yes, go get lunch. I need to go get lunch and my dogs are tied up outside. Um, so thank you for being here. I will see you guys tomorrow and excited about what God is doing. Take care everyone. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you and moved you to take action. So What was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear, so would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to RedeemHerTime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15-16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.